This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. Of all these opinions, this is the one that continues to blindside me, dumbfound me, gobsmack me, thunderstruck Just me. blasphemy. Absolute blasphemy. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm! This is the Overreaction Podcast. I am Chase. With me, as always, my man, Cody. What is going on tonight, my friend? And I'm just trying to rest. I'm trying to rest the index finger over here. I've been I've been flipping the wheel on the Twitter or on the X app so many times today, just trying to refresh every two minutes while I'm at work. Anytime I have like 30 seconds, I'm like, all right, well, let's see who got cut today. Who got cut today? And it, you know, it's a, it's an unfortunate day for a lot of guys in the NFL. I think the number is like close to 1,200 guys get cut today, and it's a it's a sad it's a sad and scary day across the NFL landscape. As a lot of guys will probably never play football again, but it makes a lot of it makes a lot of news for us a lot of things to track and we are tracking it all today i've been compiling up every single cut that actually means anything to us and uh, that's what we're really going to get into today it's going to be a full show a lot of names a lot of things coming at you but we're we're just going to give it all to you absolutely man yeah no i i appreciate your dedication and diligence on that cuz there are some cuts that it's just like who was that again? It's like, okay. Yeah, so we're going to dive into all of those cuts. Uh, the ones that do matter, we're also going to talk about some of the fantasy implication you know, of them potentially going to a new team. And then also with uh, with the movement on the roster, what that truly means for the players that remain. So uh, we will dive into some of that. First things first here, I do want to let everybody know that Destination Debbie has partnered with Underdog Fantasy for this upcoming season. And if you do use promo code TFDR at sign up, you will get up to a $100 deposit match on your first deposit. And if you do deposit $10 or more, you will get one year access to the Destination Debbie Discord, which is hands down the best place to be for your fantasy news, information, strategy, everything. So have to be part of the community. Again, promo code TFDR, sign up up to that $100 deposit match on your first deposit and $10 or more will get you that one year access to the Destination Debbie Discord pays for itself, my friend. So yeah, let's uh, let's just jump right on into it. Yeah, let's go. Starting off with the Buffalo Bills. You wanted to read us off all of the names that actually matter. If you've ever heard of them before, we should be talking about them here. Yeah, so Buffalo Bills, they did end up cutting Darrington Evans and Ty Johnson out of the running back room. Both of them are gone. From the wide receiver room, they did cut Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, not that Keyshawn, uh, Isaiah Coulter, Desmond Patton, and then tight end Jace Sternberger. None of these names really stand out as far as anyone that I'm actually interested in, but how does this impact the death chart to you? Yeah, really the only two that I was rostering out of there, maybe if you wanted to pick up some speculative Darrington Evans or Ty Johnson, I think all of the wide receivers, maybe an Andy Isabella in a best ball. Other than that, don't have any cuts that I would need to be making off of my rosters from there. Really, you're, the running back three on this team is going to be Latavius Murray as a goal line back, and then all the wide receivers. Really, the only two you want in most formats are going to be Diggs and Davis. Take some speculative shots on Shakir, Sherfield, and Hardy. And then the tight ends, we know what they are. Kincaid and Knox never want Quentin Morris because he's a fullback, and that's about it. Yeah, pretty much covers it. Nothing truly impacted there. Uh, maybe giving, I guess, Sherfield a little life. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We, we've solidified that team. Uh, so let's move on here to the Miami Dolphins. Looking at their cuts, they did cut Miles Gaskin finally. The gas can finally ran empty. And so he did get the axe. 
today. Uh, so he's not even the RB5 on the team, which is kind of interesting. They did also cut wide receivers Freddie Swain, Chris Coleman, Robbie Chosen, one, yeah, Robbie Chosen, <laughs> Kiki Kuti, and then out of the tight end room, which tight ends don't matter for the Dolphins, they did cut cut Tyler Croft, Tanner Connor, and then everyone's kind of excitement uh, project guy, Elijah Higgins. Uh, for the roster, it's, I mean, like of, of these guys getting cut, do you have any interest in adding Elijah Higgins if he gets picked up by another tight end needy team, just still as a product uh, project at all? Um, really, I'm only looking at him whenever I have at this point, if he's not even on a roster, I'm really only looking at places where I have taxi squads and in leagues that matter for tight ends. That's the only time I'd even still be rostering him. Otherwise, I can just drop him and add somebody else in there. The two that I think are a little bit interesting, though, is Miles Gaskin and Robbie Chosen. Uh, there's some wide receiver needy teams. Maybe Robbie can get on there and probably suck again, but at least he <laughs> at least he could get signed and maybe he generates a little bit of traction. The big one here, though, is Miles Gaskin for me. Definitely not cutting him because he got cut here. I actually think this is good for his long-term viability in fantasy at the bottom of those NERB on the 53 rosters. Gives him a little bit of an escape from being clogged behind a chain Mostert, Wilson and Ahmed. My concern with Gaskin has always been his size. He did manage to, to have a little bit of a run there in Miami for a short period of time. I, it just makes me wonder what other NFL teams are going to see him as, but yeah, I mean, I guess if he's already on your roster, feel free to hold on to him and see, see if he signs anywhere, what that situation looks like before making a cut. But uh, I mean, I mean, if he's not going to be what they had, they kept Salvin Ahmed and, and who was it? Uh, they, they kept what Chris Brooks Brooks. Brooks? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's the running back five. So. A UDFA rookie over miles Gaskin. Yeah. So. so it kind of says something to me, but yeah, I mean, Robbie chosen will be the one I do think this impact said Wilson. I think, you know, Cedric Wilson, uh, he restructured his contract. He's pretty much the wide receiver three on this team for whatever that's worth. But um, him and, and, and river Craycroft, I guess maybe some best ball, you know, throws at, at those guys. Because uh, I did think that Robbie Chosen was going to be the wide receiver three on this team. Yeah, whatever it is, though, it probably doesn't really matter for fantasy. And then I think the only th other thing that really does matter here, they did cut. You saw all those tight ends get cut. Derm Smythe is as much as they don't use the tight end. He's the only one. Julian Hill is still on this roster as well as a tight end. Don't know who he is. So Derm Smythe, if you want a speculative tight end dart throw, I think he's worth it as they only have two on the roster. Yeah, I think in best ball leagues, I'd be excited to to actually roster him and have him on the squad. You know, he'll he'll get the occasional touchdown. That's all you're looking for out of the, that tight end spot. So on to the New England Patriots. Uh, we did have some big surprises here, so we'll we'll get into those. The quarterbacks, they had three quarterbacks get cut. Uh, everyone's kind of darling Malik Cunningham. Everyone's darling from last year, Bailey Zappi, and then everyone hates trace mcsorley and he got cut too so uh they also cut kevin harris ty montgomery the second and jj taylor out of the running back room leaving them with only a couple running backs and anthony ferkser with the cut from the tight end spots here um kind of leaving the the running back spot i mean this is this i guess depth chart in general is very very bare i know they're going to restock the cupboard in some way shape or form but right now it's empty it is completely empty, so you got to feel good about the two tight ends of Henry and Gasicki being the only two that matter here. Ramondre and Zeke are going to be your two main running backs. Then the the conversation of the Zapper taking over for Mac Jones is out of the question now because he's not even going to be on the team, it doesn't look like, because I don't think there's any way he clears waivers. I think him and Kevin Harris and potentially Ty Montgomery could all get picked up. 
Um, so a lot, a lot of backfilling that needs to happen here. I wouldn't be dropping my Bailey Zappi yet. If I did have any, I don't personally, but uh, I think he's going to sign somewhere and he could still hold value. I wouldn't be dropping him yet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in, in seeing who the Patriots do actually bring in. Cause they're going to bring in a backup quarterback. They're going to not just run out Zeke and Ramondre. So they are going to bring in other bodies interested to see who those are actually are. So that's kind of more of what I'm monitoring here. Um, you know, they traded away Pierre Strong. They cut Kevin Harris. To me, it just says a lot about what they felt about those guys. Just wasn't really uh, fitting their room. Nothing changed in the wide receiver room. A lot of people talked about the, you know, Keishon Boutte potentially getting getting the axe or or Demario Douglas getting axe. They kept all their wide receivers, which is kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's more about the sign, who they actually sign and bring in here that, that I'm actually intrigued by. So uh, anything else you want to touch on with these Patriots? No, I think we think we can move into the Hard Knocks New York Jets. Love it. So uh, quarterbacks getting cut. Unfortunately, you know, everyone's favorite Tim Boyle. Uh, he's gone. Chris Streveler. He's gone too. both of those quarterbacks got the axe. The surprise, though, of the day, I think, was Zonovan Knight getting cut from the running back room, along with Travis Dye, wide receivers Alex Erickson and Jerome Cap who uh, was the the rookie that did the eight mile skit. If you watched uh, hard knocks, he did his little eight mile rendition and got the, got the team into it. Really cool moment. Unfortunately he got the ax. What was it? 24 hours later. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the, the Raz darling Zach Koontz did get cut here. So let's talk about Zonovan Knight real quick. What are you doing with Zonovan Knight? I mean, he's probably not available. Are you holding him? Is this good for him? Uh, same thing that we were talking about with Gaskin, even even more so, though. Probably one of the biggest running back pieces that teams are going to look to acquire. He should go really high in the waiver order. I could see him going to a situation like Houston, like Arizona, uh, to be potentially be big work to be a big workload contributor in one of those two offenses. So I think he's going to be a very high waiver claim. Um, Zach Koontz, though, I think you can cut everywhere. I don't think there's really anything more than Zonovan Knight that's really worth mentioning here. Yeah, I mean, Koontz, unfortunately, he was a developmental project in the first place coming from Old Dominion. So uh, maybe he gets picked up or we'll, or we'll talk about him in two to three years. But right now, Zonovan Knight is the big one. Um, I do think he can get picked up and be a, you know, 30 percent or 40 percent or for a team he can definitely come in into an rb2 situation i mean i think if if anything everyone's really excited about the fact that he's no longer on the jets buried behind dalvin Brees, you know dalvin and Brees. like however you wanted to pan out the rest of that running back room is fine with me but like he he showed enough last year where there will be big time interest in him um as for the depth chart goes i mean I don't, I guess it gives, you know, an RB3 a little bit of, of life in Michael Carter, but in, at the same time, do you really care uh, for anybody besides Brees and, uh, and Dalvin? No, and Michael Carter's still probably going to be splitting with Izzy Abanacanda if he Fair. gets up to a little bit of speed. Um, wide receiver room, you're looking at Michael Hardman and Randall Cobb being kind of the three and four in this offense. The two rookies did actually come onto this roster, those UDFAs, Jason Brownlee and Xavier Gibson. Uh, not not guys that I really want to roster anywhere yet, but names to monitor because they have been showing out. Yep. So then let's uh, dive into the the Baltimore Ravens here. We had the cut of Melvin Gordon. Unfortunately for him, that's the second team that he's cut. You've been cut by that. Uh, he, I don't think he's played any football for. Um, so he got let go. Wide receivers, Dante Demas Jr. And then James Prochet. Tight ends, 
our guy Ben Mason. Ben Mason got cut, so uh, we'll we'll be seeing him in VC again real soon. And then Travis Vokalek, my Nebraska tight end. Um, I do think he'll get picked up somewhere, but again, not for fantasy. So there's that. Touching on Melvin Gordon for a second here. Do you? Is, this seems like it's the end of the line. Like, I cut I just, them all. Yeah, I, I have no interest anymore. I just cut them all. If he gets picked up somewhere, sure, but I think everybody's going to be cutting him. I can get the shares back if it ever becomes something. Until he shows me something though anymore, I'm not. I'm not buying in. Yeah, and as far as the 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 depth chart goes for the team, this actually didn't really impact anything. I mean, we all had Gus Edwards over uh, Melvin Gordon, so it was kind of like a can Melvin Gordon be better than Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell? And we got an answer of no. So uh, I, I, you know, I guess Justice Hill could be a third running back here that might be of interest if J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards goes down. But again, you're talking about rostering him. You know, it, it better be forty plus man rosters, but for the most part, he's just sitting there on waivers. I have no interest in really adding anyone else here. Uh, didn't nothing else was really impacted in my opinion. Keaton Mitchell's the only one, uh, just as the Melvin Gordon replacement. Any RB on a fifty-three, if you've got the spot, and Keaton Mitchell's mm-hmm. out there, I can pick him up. Yeah, I better have punt return yards or punt return for touchdown stats on that one. Hey, I think any RB on a fifty-three, man, yeah, he's on yeah, fifty-three. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Here we did have uh, Trevor Simeon, quarterback, getting cut. Uh, they are. Uh, two wide receivers with Trent Taylor and our our favorite Mac Hippenhammer. The Hippenhammer got man. cut with with a name like that. Man, I was hoping he'd make the squad just so we can keep talking about him. But this sounds like it's going to be the end of the line for the Hippenhammer train. Uh, then we did have tight ends Devin Asiasi and Tanner Hudson uh, getting the axe for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not really interested in any of these guys, and for me, this doesn't really change anything on the depth chart either. This was kind of just. Uh, you know, roster cut downs really. Yep. Uh, it's interesting to me that they did end up rolling with all four running backs of Joe Mixon, Chase Brown, Chris Evans, Travion Williams. There was rumors about either Chris Evans or Travion Williams potentially getting the ax here and them only keeping three, but they do keep all four on the roster. So you can keep them around if you want, but I could still see this being a team that brings in another running back because I don't think they trust either Chris Evans or Travion Williams all that much. So they kind of need a three. Um, other than that, we know who the wide receivers are here. It's Chase Higgins Boyd, and you don't really care about the rest outside of injury. And then Irv Smith, only in formats that actually matter. Outside of that, there isn't really much to talk about with the Bengals unless you've got any other takeaways. Oh, no, Joe Burrow's quarterback one. What a surprise. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty much it for the Bengals. So let's dive into the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we, we need a, you know, we need a soundboard here. Kellen Mond got cut. You know, let's get a big round of applause going for Kellen Mond getting cut. Uh, Cody, Cody, just is so excited about that one. Uh, <laughs> running backs, we had John Kelly Jr. getting cut, and Demetric Felton. Wide receivers, Anthony Schwartz, Jalen Darden, Austin Watkins after his monster game, and Jakeem Grant uh, going on IR at least. But yeah, Austin Watkins would be the last one of the wide receivers getting cut here. Uh, I mean, I guess if anything, it kind of solidified the the wide receiver depth that we we all anticipated. It's Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, DPJ, and then you have your depth pieces with said Tillman and David Bell, eh, Marquise Goodwin. But like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, none of these other guys had had a shot. They gave Anthony Schwartz a, a run. Um, he's fast, but that's it. Jalen Darden, he's got you know the axe from Tampa last year, and then now the the Browns. I'm not interested in picking up any of these guys that got cut and I don't think this really impacts anything. I'd say the one, what was the one plus was uh, Pierre strong getting traded to the Cleveland Browns here the other day. 
do you have any interest in, in Pierce? I know any running back on a 53. Do you think he has the opportunity to actually overtake Jerome Ford? Uh, Jerome Ford with him still coming off the hamstring injury. We did see him at practice today, but he wasn't doing too much. I do think Pierre Strong could be a part of this offense. I think they're going to at least give him the shot. Um, he, he's going to be, he's definitely rostered. He should be rostered everywhere pretty much. Um, I don't, don't see any formats outside of super shallow that he shouldn't be rostered at least. And then, you know, I, I guess there's a little bit of interest for me if John Kelly and Demetric Felton, they both had their moments in preseason. So if they go anywhere and get picked up on waivers, pay attention to the names. But really, I think this is just solidifying Pierre Strong as the three in this offense. Yep. I, I feel the exact same. I mean, anything else you want to touch on with these Cleveland Browns then? Nope, don't got anything else. Tight ends stayed the same. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. So the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers here are the last ones in the AFC North. They only had three cut downs. They did cut Xavier Valade, uh, the running back, the rookie running back. We had Hakeem Butler listed as a wide receiver got cut, and Zach Gentry, the tight end. So the, right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers only have two tight ends, uh, one of which is Darnell Washington, and the other one is Pat Fryermuth. So they do actually have Connor Hayward yet, but he's listed as a fullback tight end hybrid. So they do Fair. still have the third one on there. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so he did not get cut as of this recording, but <laughs> he's not part of the 53 cut down. Um, I, this t- changes nothing in the running back room. I have no interest in Xavier Valade. I never really did. Hakeem Butler, same thing. And, and, and I think in terms of this depth chart, um, I mean, it's it, it's kind of solidified itself. This offense is going to be very interesting to to monitor to see what kind of running back splits there are between Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Um, and then it seems like you know if you've looked at some of the preseason splits between the wide receivers, I, I'm interested to see how good Deontay Johnson can be this year. Uh, you know, he's gonna he's due for that positive regression. I don't know about Allen Robinson being involved in this offense, but uh, he seems to be the three as well. Yeah, he'll definitely be the three. And then the RB3 is a little bit interesting to me, too. This could be a team that could use a third as a waiver wire claim from one of these guys that did get cut if one of them slips that far down the waiver order to them. Anthony McFarland is just a guy. We know what he is. He's not going to be anything more than that. So I'm not really interested in picking him up, but I would be interested to see if the third running back could land here. Yep, uh, definitely a team to monitor since they do love to run the ball. So on to your Houston Texans. We had cut downs of Larry Roundtree and Jared Dokes out of the running back room. That's the second team for Larry Roundtree this offseason, unfortunately. Uh, then we had wide receivers Adam Humphreys and Steven Sims getting cut, along with Dalton Keene and Nick Vanette out of the tight end room. Uh, what are your thoughts on this from your Houston Texans here? Literally nothing matters. Uh, Roundtree, I don't think he was rostered anywhere anymore. You, you, we did keep the four running backs. Mike Boone and Dario Gumbawale still have a team as of now. I could see them picking up a different third if they wanted to. I haven't heard great things about Devin Singletary either. And like they were talking about him potentially being cut over one of the other guys. And uh, no, nah, but there, there's really nothing else here. We all of the wide receivers are just what they are. The tight end, the only one you want is still Dalton Schultz. Brevin Jordan's a lost cause, and so none of the other guys who even got cut. I'm interested in it all. This is a pretty boring team to go through. This is a pretty boring team. But they do have the higher high waiver wire uh, claim priority. That was a mouthful. 
And so we could definitely see them picking up somebody uh, and that, that'll be a team two monitor just because the depth chart is fairly open in a sense where, yeah, there's some guys that have solidified themselves like Damian Pierce, you know, with CJ Stroud. And that, you know, as you mentioned uh, with Dalton Schultz, you know, I think wide receiver could be added to running back depth could be added to. So it will be a, an interesting team to monitor just because of the, the uncertainty that they have, but let's dive into the Indianapolis Colts unless you had something to add there. Nope, I think we can go into them and one of the teams that had a lot more movement or no movement, I guess, than a lot of other teams that mattered. Yeah, so the the Indianapolis Colts, no one no one cared about the cutdown. Everyone was monitoring what was happening with JT, but let's tell you about the cutdowns that they did have. Uh, they did have Kenyon Drake and Jake Funk, everyone's favorite from uh, the LA Rams last year, did get cut along with a plethora of wide receivers, Brashad Perryman, Michael Strahan, Malik Turner, Amari Rogers, James Washington, Ashton Doolin went to IR, and Pharaoh Brown, the tight end, did get cut as well. Um, before we talk about Jonathan Taylor, any of these guys that you're interested in, in at all? Nope. I'm cutting all my Kenyon Drake at this point. If you can't make that team with Jonathan Taylor being on PUP, as we're about to talk about, um, I don't have any interest in you anymore. Yeah, no, I... I I'm still going to hold him just to see if there is a chance that he signs with anybody. It's like I've held him this long anyways. Might as well see what happens just because he is a guy that if he does get an opportunity, like who knows. But yeah, I'm going to hold for now. I will say that, but everyone else I just I don't care about. So Jonathan Taylor on the pup. Give us the rundown. What's going on here? What, What do you make of this situation right now since he did not get traded by I mean, there's no true trade deadline, but by the actual deadline, the Colts imposed on themselves. (laughs) Yeah, basically, they gave him the deadline to seek the trade. None of the other teams came back and paid the Colts anything close to what they were wanting. According to some reports, there was Miami in that one mystery team that we think might be just Chris Ballard playing a mystery team in the background as well. Uh, I think it might have just been the Colts in the background. But no, Jonathan Taylor is going to be put on the pup now, which is interesting. I don't think anybody really knows what the extent of that ankle injury is right now as he's been away. I haven't heard anything about what the actual injury is other than it's just the ankle still giving him issues. But they said, hey, if you didn't want to be here, we're just going to place you on pup. You're not going to play for the first four games, and we'll figure it out during that time. If you if you decide that you actually want to come back and play after that, you can come back and play after that. So for dynasty purposes, uh, obviously, obviously it sucks. It's not the end of the world, but it could be that we're verging on a maybe a lost year kind of for Jonathan Taylor. I think he plays at some point. I think it is in that week five. I don't think he holds out any longer than that, um, but. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes the rest of the way. I think it's just kind of up in the air right now, and we're still really waiting other than the fact that we know he's out the four games. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting situation to monitor. I mean, I think dynasty-wise, like I'm not... I'm not really worried. He's he he's needs to accrue the year. So I, I know that he's not looking, f- you know, to to sit out or, or you know, hold out in that context. Um, so I do think he will play. It's just a matter of getting him healthy. Uh, hopefully he's motivated enough to play um, and at least prove that he is worth the money that he's wanting. So I think there's incentive for him to get on the field. I do think he's trying to get ahead of the running back issues that that we've seen in the offseason. Um, so I think he's kind of just playing the game now so that he can start that conversation and start that drama a whole year earlier than, than what, uh, what these other running backs did. Um, I, I do want to know for redraft purposes, like 
he's definitely sliding on the board, missing time. Anytime you're missing, you know, games to start off a year is never good for, for redraft. But like, are you, are you concerned enough to just avoid him completely just because of the injury? Or are you still interested? Like if you can get him, I mean, I think I saw someone said they got him in round four. He won't be in my top 10 running backs. Um, that's, that's for sure. Four games is a large portion of a fantasy football season. Whenever you're only playing a week 14. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't have time and redraft to wait around for that. So I, I'm, I'm going to be one that's pretty much fading. All right. No, that, that's pretty much it right now. I mean, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that situation. Um, in the meantime, on the roster, Evan Hull, I guess. Like, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, we, we could see somebody else come here, but for right now, it's Deion Jackson, Evan Hull, and Zach Moss. Do you have any order as to whenever Zach Moss is healthy? Do you think he could take the one? Do you think it's Evan Hull? I'd say that just for the bulk majority of carries whenever he's healthy at Zach Moss for right now, for me, I think, I think Evan Hull's shown enough that he can carry it. Like as long as he understands the playbook and he, I mean, he obviously can do pass pro um, as we've yeah. seen, you know, that video many a times, like he's a big dude. So like, I honestly think Evan Hull can, can carve out that role uh, enough for him while JT's gone to, to, to be the one, I guess. But I do think this is a situation I'm 100% expecting a running back to come into. So uh, again, a situation to monitor, but right now I think Evan Hull and Zach Moss are the two I'd look at. And then Deion Jackson would be probably a distant third for the time being. So yeah, that's fair. Uh, only other interesting things here. Uh, the Colts only kept four wide receivers and Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Josh Downs, Isaiah McKenzie. So expect somebody else to come in here and fill in a wide receiver, five wide receiver, six, but these are your four that are actually going to matter for pretty much all of the season outside of something drastic happening that we aren't foreseeing. Um, and then John, Johnny Woods was not placed on pup, even though he tore his hamstring. I believe. So that's, that's an interesting occurrence that he's apparently going to be back a little bit earlier than that. So uh, maybe some Kylan Granson or some Andrew Ogletree at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting <laughs> to say the least. I, I, you know, I'd love to, I would love to pick, pick Jeff Mueller's brain on that one to see exactly what a torn hamstring, you know, impacts uh, a, or how long that impacts a player. But Hey, <laughs> that's the Colts expectations. That's the Colts expectations. So um, after that, I think we just go straight into Jacksonville. Love it. All right. So they only had three cuts here. Snoop Connor, Quadri Olison, and then wide receiver Jacob Harris. Uh, You know, Snoop Connor, everyone's kind of had hope for. Quadri had a little bit of a run in in Atlanta as a three for a bit there, but um, never anything uh, too exciting. Doesn't impact anything for me in the actual depth chart, so to speak. What are you having any interest at all in any of these guys? I mean, for me, I'd say I'm out. No, all of these guys, I've cut all my Snoop Connors long ago. Quadri Allison's just a name from the past that had some like time (laughs) with the Falcons, I believe, back then. And then Jacob Harris is a name that's been floating around but never had a legitimate role. Uh, I think this is just one of those rosters where we knew kind of what to expect with here. And it's going to be a pretty solidified roster, at least from all the players that are going to manage for fantasy. Yep. So then we'll move on to the final team here in the AFC South, and that is going to be the Tennessee Titans. Now they have cut Jonathan Ward, wide receiver Racy McMath, and tight end Kevin Rader, and then obviously the Hassan Haskins situation. He is on IR slash the exempt list at this moment in time. Uh, I don't think that really impacts anything for the depth chart other than giving Julius Chestnut, I guess, the opportunity for the three because it seems like Tajay has locked down the the number two role. Any interest here in in Chestnut? 
Definitely. As, as as the third running back for the Tennessee Titans, I think that has to be a guy that you roster just in case something does happen to Derrick Henry. Ty J. Spears, as much as he's shown out really well in the preseason, doesn't have kind of like that build that normally you would say is going to take a large majority of workload if something were to happen to Derrick Henry. So Julius Chestnut needs to be rostered until they show us something different, and he's actually shown out fairly well. Uh, doing us just saved for all these guys that are on IR. That does mean they're IR'd for the rest of the year. Like all of these guys are just completely yes. out. Pup is at least four games and then IR. If you're on the IR at this point, you're now out for the entirety of the year. So I think this is just one with Hassan Haskins that they were like, well, you're about to go on the exemplist anyway. Let's just throw you on IR and stash you there as well as the exemplist for the rest of the year. So I uh, know that we only got the three running backs, though, that matter. Roster all of them pretty much everywhere. Yep. Then we will dive into the AFC West. The Denver Broncos here did have some uh, some running back cuts with Tyler Beatty, Tony Jones, Dwayne Washington, and then wide receivers Kendall Hinton, Marquez Calloway, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Tim Patrick is on the IR for the year, obviously, uh, with his it, with his injuries. And then tight end Albert O did get initially reported as cut, but got traded to the Eagles. Um, I'm not really interested in any of these wide receivers. I guess maybe you can monitor Callaway, maybe, but like nothing's ever happened out of any of them. Not really worried. Do you have any interest in Albert O though with renewed life in Philly? I mean, he's going to get, he's going to garner attention there. I think he he's a guy that you know we we saw a little bit of a rebirth from him in this offseason, But you you throw him on a team that has Jalen Hurts connected to the connected to throwing him the ball he's going to hold value within dynasty just because it's an interesting name for the past we've seen some flashes here and there and he's now probably the wider he's probably now the tight end too in that system we'll we'll get to him as well whenever we get over there to philly we may talk about a little bit more there but yeah definitely very interested in a in a trade if you know it's not much capital i think it was a six seventh swap in 24 25 so not much that they're giving up but hey it's a speculative ad i'll i'll keep him around on rosters yeah, I think with, with with this situation, though, I am very interested in, in kind of the Adam Troutman, Greg Dolchich uh, situation here at tight end. You know, I think everyone had anticipated Dolchich was going to be the, the guy. Then Troutman has kind of seemed to be the one in this offense this, this preseason. So I'm very interested to see the snap shares and I guess the routes run and how that's actually going to pan itself out. Um, and, and even if they utilize tight end, because right now this offense is – I guess four wide receivers. You know, you have your big three with Judy Sutton, Mims, and then you have Brandon Johnson as the fourth wide receiver. Then you have you know Troutman and Dolchich and the running backs. But are you at? I mean, what are you doing here? You adding Johnson? I will legitimately add Johnson. He's he's the fourth wide receiver that they kept. I thought I was going to be adding. Uh, I was reading reports yesterday that it was Lil Jordan Humphrey that took majority of the snaps in preseason, and they were saying he was probably going to be the slot guy. If, if Jerry Judy missed any time and then we come to today, there's only four wide receivers on the team. If they go into a three wide set right now, Brandon Johnson is on the field. So I'll, I'll pick up some speculative Brandon Johnson. I assume I'm cutting it, but I thought I'd either be picking up Marquez Callaway or little Jordan Humphrey. It ends up being Brandon Johnson that makes the roster though. So if you just some absolute dog shit, best ball dart throws, then <laughs> um, take some Brandon Johnson on those 40 man rosters. Yeah, I mean, this is another team that I'm, I'm going to be watching to see if they, you know, what wide receivers they add, uh, whether that's through free agency waivers, trade, whatever. But uh, they're not rolling into the season with four, especially when one of them is already banged up in Jerry Judy. 
So uh, very, very interesting situation here. They're also another one that's, you know, kind of in line for, for a running back. They cut three running backs. So it's truly Javante, which seems healthy. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan and then Jaleel McLaughlin as the only rostered running back. So I, I'm, I don't know if they're going to bring anybody else in, uh, but I guess Jaleel is another name that we probably should be adding. Yep, a name that's been garnering some buzz and has been picked up in a lot of places that I've seen around the dynasty landscape so far. But now he he made the roster, so he should be rostered everywhere as the third running back of this team right now. Yeah, I think in deep leagues, I'm definitely going to be doing that. If you're in a shallower league, I'll I'll, I'll be avoiding him personally. But um, I mean, they they do like to run the ball. If they're going to be carrying that Sean Payton system, so uh, maybe I'm, I'm I'm a little too wavery on that one. Let's move into the Kansas City Chiefs here. They did have a few cuts. Three running backs got cut uh, with Jerion Ely, LaMichael P. Ryan, Daneric Prince, which was a little bit of a surprise for some. And then Jody Fortson did get put on IR, so he's done for the year. Fortson doesn't change anything. Um, Ely never was interested in. LaMichael P. Ryan just has never got his footing. Daneric Prince, uh, I'll see where he goes, but like if I have him, like, I'm cutting him at this point. Like I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere and just getting a job where he's going to be the number three on a team or even number two. Yeah, I'd put him more around that like Miles Gaskin range uh, of player. If you want to still hold on to him and see where he goes, if he does get picked up on waivers, I do think he'll get picked up somewhere. Whether that's for a actual starting or not a starting role, but if it's for the fifty-three man or for a practice squad, I do think he'll be picked up. So I'll I'm fine hanging around. But if I need a spot to clear up for one of these other guys, like the guy we just talked about, I'll now take Jaleel McLaughlin over Daneric Prince because he's he's on the roster. So if yeah. I need to make that transaction, then I'll make that transaction. But I'd still like to hold on to some Daneric Prince. He looked like he was showing out. I think this is just one where you're definitely going to keep rostering Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards Alaire and. If you need to cut the running back, you need to cut the running back. So they're only going to keep three. He was just kind of the casualty here. So I'll keep him around if I can, but he's one that's going to be a quick drop as well if I need it. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, I don't know why people were thinking Clyde Edwards Hilaire was going to get cut. Um, I, I've heard people talking about it. I'm just like, that's just crazy. It's He serves with purpose. Is he the first round pick that they wanted him to be? Absolutely not. But he is good enough to get touches, serve a role in this offense, and it seems like they're they're happy with him. Um, and, I, and I'll be interested to see the, the kind of split. I don't think Isaiah Pacheco is by any stretch a workhorse. He gets banged up pretty easily being a littler guy, um, and, and we've seen them like to utilize multiple running backs in this offense. So I, I that's pretty much it for the the Chiefs here. Anything else you want to touch on before we move to the Raiders? No wide receivers. I mean, all of them are kind of who they are. They all get their they all get their touches. The six of them and Tony Moore, MVS Rice, Richie James, Justin Watson are the ones who made the roster. And then outside of Kelsey, outside of injury, none of the tight ends matter. Yep, exactly. So moving into the Raiders here, we did have uh, three running back cuts with Darwin Thompson, Spencer McCormick. Damian Williams getting cut out of the running back room. Wide receivers Keelan Cole, Philip Dorsett, Cam Sims got cut, and then tight end Jacob Hollister moved to IR. Nothing changes in the running or the tight end room for me. Uh, I'd say running back was a little interesting for the fact that they kept, you know, Amir Abdullah and Brandon Bolden, but maybe I guess Damian Williams will see where he goes. This might be the end of, end of the road for him. Um, what are your thoughts on these cuts and, and and who you might be watching? 
Yeah, any of those guys that got cut, I'll cut them on any of my rosters as well. Um, don't think there's any interest there. No. I've had some interest in the Damian Williams in the past, but I think that's probably you know end of the road when you can't beat out Amir Abdullah and Brandon Bolden at this point of their careers. I think they're both <laughs> 31 plus now. Um, and still on the active roster. So Josh Jacobs coming back solidifies this room for me, though. I do think this is going to stay as is. Uh, will the team be good? Probably not. But I do think this is kind of going to be what it is. Um, nothing in the wide receiver room really matters to me either here. And then this is going to be a r- tight end room of Michael Mayer and Austin Hooper. Uh, they did end up still keeping three quarterbacks of Jimmy G, Brian Hoyer, and Aiden O'Connell. I thought potentially Brian Hoyer could be on the move back to his New England Patriots team if he was waived, but um, doesn't seem like that's happened yet. So uh, unless you've got anything else here, I think this is a pretty clean cut team here. Yeah, we'll move on to the Chargers here. I will say just on the Brian Hoyer note, my guess is that uh, Josh McDaniels knows that you know Bill's going to give him a call and be like, hey, man. Can I get a seventh round swap? Like, we'll, we'll <laughs> conditional seventh. Like, come on, let's make it happen. So that's about it. So let's dive into the uh, LA Chargers um, with cuts of surprising, I guess, Max Dugan, Duggan, the, the uh, quarterback out of TCU. Unfortunately, he got the axe. Easton Stick is the backup quarterback there. Larry Roundtree, the third. Keelan Doss, and then Jalen Guyton got put on pup. I mean, for me, this doesn't change anything. The running back room, we we all get solidified through the preseason games. Keelan Doss is what he is. Um, and I guess, yeah, you're interested in Easton Stick, I guess. I mean, honestly, he's going to be one of the highest leverage backups here. Um, yeah. I don't think he's looked too bad in the preseason either. So, I mean, if I'm holding a guy like Andy Dalton, honestly, I'd probably rather hold Easton Stick at this point as a guy who's going to be in that um, – in that high powered offense compared to what we're going to see out of the Panthers. I think this is kind of the time where you start selecting some of these offensive, you know, if you're, if you're trying to play the backup quarterback game, right. Easton six high on that list right now. So it's, it's at least a little bit interesting. I do think the biggest thing here though, is the running back room getting solidified with all four of their guys that they kept with Eckler Spiller, Kelly, and then Elijah Dotson is the guy that people might not know of as much who did make the roster as another UDFA and is a guy that should be picked up if you have those NERB on a 53 leagues. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to hold Easton Stick unless I'm like in a very, 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 very deep league. I just am not a fan of rostering backups as cuffs. I, I think I'll, they'll be, if there's an opportunity to pick him up, I, you know, I'll, I'll see it coming. But uh, but yeah, I, I do get the point. He's definitely one of the high, most high leverage backups just because of that offense and, and the situation he'd be in. So um, anything else you want to touch on with these Chargers? Uh, the only thing that Joshua Palmer is still the three on this offense, uh, Quentin Johnston is going to be playing behind him whenever the season starts. So we may see it switch throughout the season, but right now Joshua Palmer is actually still going to be the three on a very, very good team, high power passing offense. So maybe throw some Josh Palmer shares and some offers out there. Yeah. Best ball, man. Best ball. Got That's, that's definitely where I'm, where I'm willing to take that shot. So yep. moving on to the NFC. Now the Dallas Cowboys um, cut wide receiver Semi Fajoko. Uh, he got cut. Now the running back situation was the one that everyone was really interested in. Rojo is obviously suspended for two games, but they did end up cutting who everyone thought was going to be the Zeke of this year and Malik Davis. So Malik Davis did get axed. So this is a uh, this is movement. You know, Rico Dowdle is going to be 
the two, I guess, is I don't want to call him a one B, but like he's going to be the two in this offense uh, for the running backs. What what changes for you in this running back room with Deuce Vaughn there? Like, what are your thoughts on on everything with with Malik being cut? I just take what I thought about Malik Davis two weeks ago, and I put Rico Dottle's name connected <laughs> to it instead. Um, I think Deuce Vaughn's still going to serve a role, and I don't think it's just going to be like a – I think it could be a lot more than a Boston Scott role that everybody kind of wants to make the comparison to. We've seen him be good in this preseason as well, so I think he could have a little bit more of a role than some people are expecting, but really the only one you want here is Tony Pollard. Um, Rico Dottle is still rostered everywhere. I'm still not wanting to start him as of now until I see that role solidify for him. Him a little bit more um outside of that though ronald jones even with the two game suspension i don't have any interest in really rostering yet if he starts to get get a roll back at some point once he comes back then i'll pick him up then but i'm not holding him right now yeah i think uh i think rico you know, obviously you got to be rostering him at this point but deuce vaughn he's going to be I think he's going to be used in in situations in which there you know there there's like a plan for him like where they're going to get him into space or they're going to let him be electric like I'm very interested in Deuce Vaughn in, in best ball just because I, I he can take it to the house on any play uh, he's just he's shown in this preseason he can he can kind of run through the tackles he still can take those hits he, if anything it looks like he's delivering some some punishment to to linebackers and safety so um, very interested. In, in, in what's going to happen there. I mean, he was electric in college. Hopefully that can continue and hopefully his body can hold up now that he's in the pros. The one thing we haven't talked about yet, and this has nothing to do with cutdowns, but there was a trade where Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy. And, you know, we've been talking, you know, we, we can finally end it. This will be the last time we have to talk about Trey Lance and Brock Purdy because Trey Lance is no longer on the team. He got beat out by Sam Darnold, so Trey Lance is on the move. What what are your thoughts about Trey Lance here with the Dallas Cowboys? Obviously, first and foremost, got to rock out with my Brock out boy, boy, Brock Purdy. Goodness, messing it up on his name day. Goodness, I'm sorry, Brock. But Trey Lance is on the move. I still think as of it sits right now, he's going to be the three here behind Cooper Rush. They did keep him as well. Uh, if Dak were to go down week one, Cooper Rush is going to be the starting quarterback. It will not be Trey Lance, but we could see that shift throughout the season. Um, people are a lot more hype about this than I kind of thought they would be, honestly. Um, I do think it's a good situation for Trey Lance, the player. However, I don't have any hope for fantasy long-term upside. He's just any other backup to me right now. He's a high-leveraged one, and I, you know, if if he's, I think he's still rosterable, but he is the bottom five of my roster, and I don't think there's much difference between him and like uh, uh, any other guy. Um, just another backup at this point, man. It's kind of sad from the guy that we were, I was, I was taking last year at the two one, two turn in dynasty startups to get to where we are now. And, uh, I luckily got out of most of them fine, but I still got one hanging around on my shoulders, but I, I just don't think there's any other difference between him and any other backup right now. Yeah, man. Like I'm with you. It wasn't really in on the excitement. I mean, yeah, it's a new situation, new kind of fresh start for him in a way, but um, if I if for fantasy purposes, like if I have any interest, I, I'll figure it out next off season. Like, there's zero interest right now. Nothing's going to change for him, barring you know catastrophe for the Cowboys. You know, so uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. But uh, yeah, I, I have zero interest. I'm out. Do not care. We'll revisit this in the off season to see if there's any Trey Lance interest or movement. But I don't think uh, 
I don't have any really any hope for him at least. Real quick, does this put pressure on Dak? No. Okay. Yeah, we can clear yeah, that I, one I up. No, it doesn't. I, I don't. I don't want to elaborate any further. I don't even want to give that any energy. Just. I. I, no. I get the conversation that's been out there from the Dallas yeah. Cowboys side of things, like long term contract, three years down the road. But no, outside of injury, Trey Lance is never playing in the next two years. Yeah, there's there's just so much that's going to happen between now and then, and so much that needs to happen for Trey Lance in order for that to even be a discussion. So we'll move on to the New York football giants. They did make some running back cuts here of uh, James Robinson and Ja'Shawn Corbin. Uh, wide receivers, Jamison Crowder, Cole Beasley, who sounds like he may re-sign with the team, David Sills, and then wide receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton did get put on IR along with tight end Chris Myrak. Miriak, I don't know how you say it. Either way, he's on IR. Doesn't matter. We don't have to talk about him this year. Um, so I was a little interested to see Jameson getting cut, but they they had so many flipping slot receivers. They had so many receivers. And in, in the end, somebody had to go. Um, so I wasn't too shocked. Are, do you have any interest in any of these guys that got cut, or are you just kind of monitoring to see where they sign? No, honestly, James Robinson would be the one that people might still try to hold on to, but we've now seen him get cut from two teams this offseason and three or four teams in total over the last 12 months. Um, So I've given up on that hope train anymore. It seems like the Achilles injury is just kind of plaguing him a little bit too much. Corbin was not just a speculative guy at best. And then the two older wide receivers in Crowder and Beasley, they were holding on by the the edge of the string right there. So, um, you know, Maybe they go on a practice squad if they want to, but it's it's not going to matter for fantasy for those two, I don't think. Yeah, absolutely agree. I mean, they solidified the wide receiver room with with Hodgins, Slayton, Campbell. Uh, you know, Wandell Robinson seems like he's getting back in the in the swing of things here um, after his ACL tear. Then Jalen Hyatt and Sterling Shepard. Uh, so that's that's their core. That's what they want. They got it. And then of course, Darren Waller was the offseason addition. So uh, we'll see what this offense looks like. But that's pretty much it for the New York Giants. Yeah, I don't have anything else here. Cool. So then diving into the Eagles, we had running back cuts of Kennedy Brooks and Trey Sermon. Woof. Uh, wide receivers, De- uh, Devon Allen and Greg Ward, a little surprise, along with Freddie Swain. And then tight end Dan Arnold did get cut along with Tyree Jackson. Um, obviously, the addition, uh, the trade addition of Albert O from Denver. So they did add to the tight end room. What are your thoughts here? In, any interest? I have no interest, but any interest for for Trey Sermon, Dan Arnold, any of these guys that got cut? No, I know. I know a lot of people have been holding on to the Trey Sermon, and some people were saying that it was going to be Trey Sermon over Rashad Penny, and Rashad Penny was yeah. going to be the one out. We see now that it's not. I still think that Rashad Penny. There's people out there saying he's lost a little bit of a step. He was always kind of a plotter. He's just a bruiser. So. I think that's still going to be the role that he plays in this offense. I still think he's going to get a good amount of touches. I don't think, I think it's a three headed monster between him, Swift and Gainwell. Um, so I don't really see much that changed here, even though there were some narratives throughout the off season to say otherwise, again, the, um, the, the Eagles, though, only keeping four wide receivers with A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins, and Olamide Zacchaeus. Um, they said, hey, we only targeted four wide receivers all year last year. We might as well only keep four wide receivers on the roster this year, too. I guess is kind of what they're thinking. And put Greg Ward back on the practice squad. So I think Albert O is the most interesting thing here in the passing game, though. Do you have any thoughts about him? 
Yeah, I mean, there's always been hope. We've always seen kind of uh, flashes out of the receiving game. He's not much of a blocker, which is going to be a problem for him getting on the field. You know, you'd have to take targets essentially from Dallas Goddard. Then they have Jack Stoll and Grant Calcaterra still on the team. Uh, so I do think he's going to have to earn his way onto the field. So I don't think he's just going to walk in and be the number two tight end. But uh, he can kind of earn that opportunity. And when he is on the field, you know, I mean, he, he can make big plays. So that, that's pretty much what you know out of Alberto. Um, I just I've never had much hope or excitement for him as a Denver Bronco fan. I never bought into him. Um, you know, he was the college teammate of Drew Locke. And if you can't have that same connection with Drew Locke and the pros, you're probably not going to make it. Uh, so we'll see. I'm not as optimistic as, as some are. I mean, sure, it's life. It's a tight end. But in the end, you still have Dallas Goddard on his team. And for, for Albert O to have any fantasy relevance, he's going to have to be getting some touchdowns. Yeah, I think he should be rostered in pretty much all tight end premium leagues still, but he's a guy that I'd be selling right now because he has the name and he just went to a high-powered offense that people are going to see the path. They're going to see that, oh, it could be back to that Zacherts and Dallas Goddard days, and we could actually see Alberto regain what we once thought he could have. It's a guy that I'd be throwing on that auto-accept trade block for probably like thirds right now in most leagues and then just try just trying to get out for that. Yeah, if you can get out, do it. Um, otherwise, if, he's a be- if it's a best ball league, sure, I'll, I'll be... I'll, I'll hold if it's deeper, like fine, whatever. Um, see if he can score a touchdown for me and crack my lineup once. So moving on here to the Washington Commanders, uh, final team in the NFC East. We did have cutdowns for a running back of Jarrett Patterson and Derek Gore, along with wide receivers Marcus Kemp, and then tight end um, Armani Rogers did get put on injured reserve. For me, this changes absolutely nothing in the in any of these rooms. Really, not a whole lot to talk about here. I don't really have any interest in Jared Patterson. What are, What are your thoughts here? Nope, Jared Patterson. I think he'd already been cut from everybody's rosters. This just solidifies Chris Rodriguez as the third on the as the third on the team. Good to see him stick along the roster, um, and he could be rostered as kind of that any RB on the 53 type. So good to see him stick as a late round guy that we were, I don't think too many people were really excited about, but he can just be a Brian, Brian Robinson replacement plotter if he needs to be Um, outside of that, the wide receivers that we really care about McLaurin Dotson, Samuel, nobody else. And then it's just a battle to see if it's Logan Thomas or Cole Turner who can stay healthy there. Yep. That's, that's pretty much it for, for for that those changes at least at this point so um let's dive into the nfc north here we do have the we'll kick things off with the chicago bears they had cuts of pj walker unfortunately he's no longer with the team quarterback five pick nathan peterman uh finally getting axed and not being on a roster um he'll get picks up again somewhere i hope not um tristan hebner did get the axe for uh for chicago as well so they're just going to be rolling out khalil shakir Dante foreman roshan johnson and then dante pettis got put on ir uh what are your thoughts here any anything of of note uh interesting the travis homer still stuck around on this roster but i do True. think it's just the main three that we really care about uh travis homer's never really been anything more than just the last guy standing fill in uh interesting that we do see tyson Bagent take over the quarterback two role here so um, if you think this high-powered Chicago Bears passing attack is going to come back and be there for Tyson Badgent as well, maybe he's another handcuffed quarterback that you could possibly take as uh, Justin Fields isn't the most durable and runs for 70 yards a game. Um, there's, I mean, It's just an interesting guy. I didn't think he would take over the job from Nathan Peterman and P.J. Walker, but good for him to solidify his role on this team. The passing attack, we've already talked about, uh, joking aside, that I don't think we really care about anybody past the number like two option here. 
And it's, it's the same for tight end. Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, nothing really changes on this team. Yep, uh, I feel the same way. I know Tyson Badgett had, uh, you know, there, there's the pos- obviously D- Justin Fields can get banged up, and there's the possibility of Tyson Badgett, you know, starting a couple games. But again, like what I'm actually interested in in terms of rostering, just a backup quarterback in, in a very low powered offense. So uh, that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to touch on with these Bears? No, get me off of this team. Let's go to a fun team with, in Detroit. Sounds good. All right, we had uh, running back cuts. Interesting one of Mo Ibrahim, Divine Ozigbo, Jamar Jefferson, Craig Reynolds, and Benny Snell. So five running backs cut off of this team. Denzel Mims got the cut as well. So unfortunately for him, he did not make this roster. Uh, Jamison Williams obviously suspended for six games, and then Shane Zilstra on IR uh, for the year. Pretty much kind of confirmed what our thoughts were with the running back room of, of Gibbs, Monty, and Craig Reynolds. Or, sorry, I, or, sorry. Yeah, Craig Reynolds actually cuts. We only have two running backs on this roster as it currently stands. That's right. Gibbs and Monty. So they're, they're going to be in the market for adding one. They're not going to roll into the season with two. Uh, so I will be interested to, to monitor who comes into that situation because they did use Craig Reynolds you know, from time to time last year uh, in that kind of role. So Anything change else for, elsewise for you? No, I, it's very good for both Gibbs and Monty that they look like they're going to be the two hammers of this offense, kind of working in like an Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon tandem. I kind of think is how these two could work this year. Um, it is interesting that they cut Craig Reynolds. I know they really do like him, so hopefully they can. they're probably hoping to get him back if he doesn't get claimed off of waivers because they do really like him and then probably add another running back as well at some point. But um, this is going to be a very centralized passing attack and rushing attack with the guys that we see remaining here. I mean, that's and nothing else really changes depth chart wise. Like we all knew JMO was going to be suspended. So Marvin Jones is going to have some interest early on in the season, along with Josh Reynolds and Khalil Raymond or sorry, Khalif Raymond. <clears throat> and then, uh, I mean, it's all pretty much the same. So you want, to, we know who you want. Uh, any, anything else kind of pop up for you as far as guys you might be interested in your rostering? Uh, real quick, before we do move on from them, I believe Hen and Hooker did get put on IR earlier. I'm not, not totally sure about that one. So maybe I'll look that one up here in just a second to see if I can find that one. But if he is going to fully redshirt this year, and it is Teddy Bridgewater that is going to be playing as the number two for this team. Do you really have any interest in Hennon Hooker and even rostering him if he's missing an entire year outside of a taxi squad spot? Like I'm just cutting the man at this point. As much as I had hope for him at one point last before the draft, I'm not waiting around for a quarterback that's going to be not even have a chance to play this year. There are already enough talks about Goff getting extended that uh, I, I, I don't have any Hooker. I don't believe if I do, it's like one. Uh, one share i'm out i I just don't care like i good luck i I wish the young man the best hopefully he can find find his way or find his footing in the nfl but unfortunately that's going to be a very tough uphill battle for him okay so so actually he's only on the nfi so he's going to miss the first four games okay perfect And and then at that point they can either keep him there or he can get activated from the nfi Still no interest. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's a very, what I find interesting is they do have four quarterbacks on that roster with Adrian Martinez and Teddy Bridgewater along with Hendon Hooker. So uh, someone's got to go. Uh, they are going to be keeping all of them, but we'll, uh, we'll kind of monitor that situation as uh, you know, the next co- couple of weeks kind of pan out. Um, anything else you want to touch on with those lions? No, I think we can then move into the green Bay Packers. 
All right. So running back Patrick Taylor did get cut along with wide receivers, Bo Melton and Grant DeBose, uh, kind of the cuts we expected in a way. Uh, I guess it does solidify Emmanuel Wilson as the running back three on this roster. That's pretty much the only change that I have noted. Obviously I'm interested in rostering him. Um, how high of a priority are you putting on Emmanuel Wilson and trying to acquire him? He's going to be right up there with the Elijah Dotson and Jaleel McLaughlin guys. Um, all of these UDFA guys that just stuck around on teams is the three or four on their team. Those are those are going to be the high priority guys right now, along with Bam Knight, Miles Gaskin. Uh, he, he's right in the mix with them. Uh, we've seen Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon stay healthy over the last couple of years as their tandem, but the three hasn't ever mattered, but it could be that this is the year that the three does matter as they probably lean on the running game a little bit more with Jordan Love at the helm. Um, Manuel Wilson, yeah, he's an RB on a 53. Got a roster, man. Yep, I mean, no problem with that at all. And I think uh, he's shown enough in the preseason that he's he can fill in if needed or take touches. So, um, yeah, that pretty much wraps up the Green Bay Packers. Let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings. They did cut... <laughs> But I guess some people thought might be the RB one on this team and Dwayne McBride, uh, RIP uh, yeah. Mel Kiper, um, running back Abram Smith or fullback Abram Smith. He did get cut as well as Nikhil Harry. And this is names. just a, the cuts of upside here. <laughs> the names, <laughs> bunch of names. There are only three three really high names that people thought could be something at various different times. Really, really high thoughts on some of these guys, but they're all cut. And honestly, I don't have much of a reason to hold on to any of them. Even Dwayne McBride, if you want to cut him, I have no interest. If you're not beating out Kenny Nguanu and Ty Chandler at this point, I I mean, he he probably gets picked up somewhere because he's a he's a rookie and there's some upside with him still as the uh, Mel Kuyper's number five running back overall in the class. But it does just look like it's going to be Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler and Kenny Nguanu. So all of those guys, if they're on waivers and you're in a deep enough league, I'm good with holding all of them. Yeah, I think I, if I have Dwayne McBride on my roster, I'm holding at least at this point to to see where he does sign or get picked up uh on waivers for so that that one i would be interested in at least waiting out through the week and then making a decision on him uh but i think this is a big boost for ty chandler because kenny and guanu is is more of a kick return punt return specialist yes he can take carries but i think this kind of solidifies a one-two punch of alexander madison and ty chandler i don't think madison is going to be the workhorse that everyone is hoping he's going to be i think ty chandler has shown enough as well that he can take on some of that load and they'll use both of them i'd also watch this team to bring in somebody else for sure because i do think kenan guanu is more of that return specialist and they would like to keep him healthy for that that type of role versus having him as the rb3 on this team yeah, definitely think that it's one spot to watch. They are a little bit further down in the waiver wire order, but uh, definitely a spot to watch for them. Adding somebody in the receiving game, we know the pieces that matter here. KJ Osborne, Addison, Justin Jefferson, and then TJ Hawkinson. Outside of that, I don't think there's a single person that should be rostered in any format. Jalen Rager, if you want to you know, have some other talks, he has some trade rumors potentially that some teams are interested in poking around. I don't really believe him. Uh, I think he's just going to sit as like the wide receiver five or six on this team. Yep, I am right there with you. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, that pretty much covers it for the Vikings. So let's move on to the uh, NFC South here. We did have the Atlanta Falcons with running back cuts of Godwin Egwabuki. Uh, I hope I'm sure I butchered that Carlos Washington, the running back there, along with wide receivers, JJ, Arcega Whiteside and Frank Darby tied in Parker Hesse also got the ax. 
this doesn't change anything at all in this room. I have no interest in any of these guys that got cut. Um, I don't think that any of them were rostered. And then depth chart wise, I don't think this changed anything. You got anything to add for the Falcons? Literally, we knew the three running backs that were going to matter. This is Desmond Ritter's team. Taylor Heineke's a speculative backup because he's not solidified very much, but he's going to get every chance to fail with this team. But we know the three running backs, Drake London and Matt Collins, are pretty much the only two wide receivers that I have interest in. And then it's Kyle Pitts and Jonu Smith. If you're in a deep tight end premium league, that's it. That pretty simple, pretty simple team. Yep, agreed. So we'll move on here to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, running back cuts of Spencer Brown and Cameron Peoples. A uh, little hype for Peoples early on, but faded quickly. If you can't make the running back, you know, depth chart on this team, uh, you're probably not probably not cut out for it. So uh, wide receiver Demir Bird and then Shai Smith also got cut. Um, I mean, it did solidify running backs of, of Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, and Raheem, Raheem Blackshear, and then depth chart wise for the wide receiver. I don't think anything changed. These were just kind of back of the back end, you know, wide receiver six to seven guys. What are your thoughts with these Panthers? Uh, Raheem Blackshear is the guy that I'm interested in. He's uh, he's open on a good amount of waivers right now, but he's the three here in Chuba Hubbard. I don't think anybody thinks is actually very good. So I think he could see a pretty good workload in this offense if anything were to happen to Miles Sanders or maybe even as the two at times. Um, and then Adam Thielen and Jonathan Mingo, DJ Chark are typically the only ones you want. Do you have any interest? I know you, I know we should not, but I do also I do kind of like the name of Amir Smith Marset, who I forgot to list mm. here, was traded to this team. There's no wide receiver there's no wide receiver here that's actually like standing out. I don't think Terrace Marshall has. Shai Smith was sometimes useful at times. LaVisca Chenault serves his role. I think this is just a team that's going to pass it around. It's, it's gonna mimic a little bit of like what the Kansas City Chiefs do, where they don't really have a one. I guess on some weeks there could be an Amir Smith Marset, but no, you probably shouldn't roster him anywhere. Yeah, I mean, if the NFL is passing around Amir Smith Marset like a you know a, a joint at a Snoop Dogg concert, then I'm sure I'm going to let him just go on waivers. So I have no interest in him at all. Uh, yeah, I guess if injuries do arise, maybe there's a chance that Amir Smith Marset does you know at least get on the field a little bit more and have that opportunity. But right now, I have zero interest at all. Yeah, you probably shouldn't, but it's a it's a name that I'm actually watching a little bit. All right, let's dive into the uh, New Orleans Saints here. Uh, we had uh, running back cuts of Daryl Williams. Obviously, Alvin Kamara suspended three games. Just kind of noting some some inactives here that, that go through. Uh, wide receivers: Lynn Bowden Jr., Brian Edwards, dead. Uh, James Washington, and then tight ends: Lucas Kroll and Jesse James. Uh, you know. Daryl Williams, we thought might have an opportunity. It seems like that's that the stop ain't New Orleans. Any interest in any of these guys? Daryl Williams, he's bounced around. He could potentially get a role somewhere. The wide receivers, no. Brian Edwards and James Washington show me something before I ever pick one of those up again and bet on those hopes. Um, Lucas Kroll was an interesting cut. He had been kind of doing some good things in the preseason, but whenever you're keeping Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, Foster Moreau, and Jimmy Graham on the roster, there's not really a spot for a fifth tight end here, and so he had to go. The interesting thing here that I, I think is really the only thing of note is that for the first three games, as of right now, it's only J- Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller on the roster, so I think this is a pretty good sign for Kendra Miller's health going into the beginning of the season. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be some a team that will bring in somebody, whether they pick up on claim on waivers or if they just bring in another free agent. You know, they're going to have another body on this roster. They they like to run the ball too much, and they're not going to have two running backs on you know for the first three games. So again, I, I do think that it is a, a good sign or a positive sign for Kendra, um, since they didn't you know did decide to keep everyone or keep him and kind of get rid of everyone else. Uh, yeah, but we'll see what kind of that touch load that actually renders him as that season goes on. But yeah, nothing else changes for me. Those are all depth wide receivers that were cut depth tight ends that were cut. Uh, I guess the surprise keep was a year guy, AT Perry. He showed out in the preseason. So he sticks on the roster is probably like wide receiver six to seven on this team. I'd say more like five, but um, it, I, <laughs> sure. Just an, just an interesting name to watch. You know, <laughs> maybe he's, maybe he's the next Rashid Shahid if he falters. Oh boy, this guy. Well, we can get into one of my guys here on the Tampa Bay Bucks. So we had some cuts of Patrick Laird and we had wide receiver cuts of Tay Barber, Kalon Geiger Sr., Cephas Johnson the third, Ryan Miller, Cade Warner, unfortunately for him, and then a tight end Tanner uh, Tolu- uh Taula. And then wide receiver Russell Gage is on IR for the year, which opens up a spot for Trey. Yeah, your guy Trey Palmer has definitely a much better role than my guy A.T. Perry from the beginning of the season. He's going to be the wide receiver three, absolutely out here just mossing dudes as well. Uh, if you didn't see that catch from the preseason, go go pull up that highlight. Looked like an absolute beast out there. Look, he's going to be the wide receiver three, and if you don't think Baker Mayfield's very good, I totally understand that. However, he was very good in preseason. I think he was 15 of 16 for 150 yards and two touchdowns in his in his only snaps in the preseason. He was actually decent there. Will it transfer to this regular season? Probably not, but it, it at least bodes a little bit more for Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Trey Palmer. I think that's really the only ones you want here. I think there is a good note here, though, that UDFA, Sean Tucker, who had his complications during the pre-draft process, really good to see him actually make the squad here and look like he could actually serve a pretty good role. If they only keep Chase Edmonds and Keyshawn Vaughn, I think he could outplay both those guys and be a two for this offense at some point. Yeah, no, I'm with you as well. I think that I would be that's like a situation I'm interested in and in watching and monitoring as as the the season kind of kicks off is is what role the RB2 has on this team and who that RB2 ends up being. Uh so that will be fun to watch, but yeah, Trey Palmer is the I think the big winner out of out of everything that's happened not only from the preseason but from uh, the unfortunate Russell Gage injury and then all these cutdowns. Uh he's shown enough that he can be, you know, that deep threat uh, again. Like I like I've said the entire time. You get him doing too much stuff underneath, it's not going to be great for him, but if you get him going vertical, uh he can he can definitely be a threat and it seems like that's the the way that the Tampa Bay Bucks do plan to use him. So very excited for for Trey Palmer. And then the only tight end that matters here is Kate Otten. Uh, I think he's actually a little bit undervalued just because of the quarterback that he plays with. He's going to be the only one here. And thankfully, Trey Palmer looks like he's actually going to show up a little bit. But I truthfully still only have confidence in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on this roster as it currently stands. So yeah, could be sure. could be just a depth piece tight end in best ball. But uh, I think a guy that's going a little bit under the radar. Yep. No, I think I think best ball would be the the better play there for sure. For sure. Yeah, I don't have any interest in like lineup. So let's move on to the final division as we've just rattled off names for the last hour. So we now have the uh, a or so the NFC West with the Arizona Cardinals making quarterback cuts of David Blau, Jeff Jeff Driscoll, 
Colt McCoy, a little bit surprising. They put Kyler on pup. Um, and then Corey Clement and Tyson Williams as the running back cuts there. So we now have Kyler Murray as the quarterback, along with Joshua Dobbs, who they just traded for, and rookie Clayton Toon. That's quarterbacks going into the first few weeks or until Kyler's healthy. So is yeah. this a which, which one starts? Which one starts week one? Call your shot. It's got to be Clayton Toon. It's got he's just been around too too much for for them to not let him start unless unless Dobbs picks up this offense too quick or quickly. But it's, do you it's think his this is offense more- though? It's his old OC, it's his old quarterback coach that picked him up that's running the offense. He legitimately knows everything about it. I, I actually think it's going to be Dobbs starting week one. Interesting. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to see it play out because I, I think it's going to be awful. Uh, <laughs> either, just, either way, it's probably not going to be great. Was it Trinity Benson that played quarterback, the wide receiver that played quarterback for the Broncos in the, during the COVID? No, year? that was the guy who just got uh, cut. Kendall Hinton. Hinton, was, Hinton. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Hinton was the guy. That, I can't you know, believe I didn't remember that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think it's going to be like that for the first couple of weeks. We're going to see some some awful football. I, I kind of am curious if this is more of a, a testament of, of like Kyler Murray being. Uh, closer to returning you know in that early october time frame versus later like you know maybe he's going to be ready to roll as soon as he can can be activated off of pup yeah unfortunately i'm starting to kind of go the other way on that one too where i have heard a little bit of the news of him not playing at all because if they do if the team wants to protect themselves the only way that he's actually guaranteed the money on the contract is by injury um and so if if he Basically, if he gets injured, he's guaranteed the money. So why would they hold themselves liable to be automatically paying him out that money by putting him back on the field? If they don't have any, if they don't have any plans to win this year, if they're already zero and four, whenever he's ready to come back, why even put him out there and hold yourself liable? If you do have plans to move on from him next year, there's no reason to make yourself liable for the fully guaranteed contract the next two years. That's very true. Love that point. Love it. So then what does this say for you in this offense? I mean, obviously there's going to be targets to go around because they're going to have to throw the ball to some extent here because they're going to be losing quite a bit and having to play football still. Um, Defense ain't good either, as much as we (laughs) want to say the offense ain't good. Traded Simmons away for a seventh round. Like, this is just a cluster. Um, It's bad, man. Do you have it? Like, does this spike anything of interest for Marquise Brown? I mean, none, none of the depth pieces after all the cuts really change anything, but like, Keontae Ingram, you know, I mean, Keontae Ingram and DeMarcado pretty much have to be rostered if your rosters are deep enough because James Conner isn't the model of health um, and they're going to just be trying to run him up the gut 40 times a game, it feels like. Uh, So I don't think he's going to be able to stay alive throughout the entirety of the season. So both of them should probably be rostered. Good for Imari DiMercato for staying along and probably one of the higher wave rads of this week. Um, Hollywood, I think he can be an absolute target hog. Outside of him, though, there's some Michael Wilson hype out there. I've actually heard that Zach Pascal is the three over Greg or the four over Greg Dortch in this offense as it sits right now. Um, So maybe start cutting some Greg Dorches here soon. I'm trying to get out of everyone that I own right now. Uh, don't be listening to this. Hopefully tomorrow, Ben, um, but <laughs> we, we've also got Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz and Trey McBride is I think the last thing that's actually interesting here. Um, I know you and I are a little bit higher on Zach Ertz than most. Yeah. I mean, uh, if he's healthy, uh, I just have a tough time. I have a tough time turning away from what Zach Ertz can do. I mean, I, I want to see him physically doing it first, but 
I I really I, I love I love Zach Ertz in best ball leagues where I can get him. And then obviously any tight end premiums, because like if he's out there and on the field, he just has a way of getting open. Like he's never been a blazing speed guy where he needs like <laughs> he needs to have that speed at, at age 33, I believe now. I, I want to ask you, how are you handling this? Because I have a tough time where like I'm very interested in the youth and the talent that is Trey McBride. But at the same time, like I know what Ertz is. I know what that contract is. And if he's available, like I have a tough time seeing them like going away from Ertz. I think it could be a split. You know, he's probably going to get some limited reps. Um, He's probably going to be on pitch count for the first portion of the season as well until he gets ramped back up as the body gets back into it, which is going to be a little bit slower Mm -hmm. for him at the age that he is now. So I, I think there's still, I think there's still intrigue in Trey McBride, but this entire offense, man, it's just, there's intrigue with every name. And then I just go back to the quarterback is going to be so freaking awful. They're going to have to pass the ball a lot, <laughs> but it, th- this team needs Kyler Murray to take over at some point, unless Clayton Toon actually is the one who just goes out there and starts slinging it. Like we don't expect, like you said at the beginning, it feels like it's going to be awful. And I don't think it bodes well for anybody on this team, even though I'm interested in having all of them at cost because they're all so deflated. Yeah, I think that's kind of the way you have to look at it. I mean, and, and you know what a, a rookie quarterback or an inexperienced quarterback's favorite weapon is, is going to be the tight end. So if, if Zach Ertz can get open, then I think they're going to still use him. But yeah, it's going to be a bad offense where you're just not expecting a lot of fantasy production out of those uh, positions. So anything else you want to touch on with these Arizona Cardinals. Not really. I want to move on. All right, let's do it. So let's get into another quick team here, the Los Angeles Rams. They did have cuts of quarterback Brett Ripien, running backs Royce Freeman, then wide receivers Tyler Hudson and Lance McCutcheon. Uh, None of these I have any interest in in rostering. I don't think I roster any of them anyway. So that's pretty much that. And they're all depth pieces on the the roster. So uh, any, any changes here for you for the Rams? No, this team pretty much stays exactly as we saw it. The only thing Stetson Bennett did win the number two job over Brett Ripien. Maybe that's a little bit of a, you know, maybe there was a little bit of a battle there, but he's locked in now. The three running backs of Akers, Kyron Williams, and Zach Evans are going to be there. Maybe they add a fourth, but I I don't think it really matters if they do, unless it's somebody we really think is good who could take over for Kyron Williams or Zach Evans. The wide receivers are what they are. It's Cooper Cup and nobody else, and then Tyler Higby at the tight end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that pretty much surmises it. I mean, yeah, they're yes, technically Tutu Atwell and Van Jefferson there are there for, for best ball opportunities, but that's pretty much it. And then same thing, Tyler Higby, I have a little bit of interest in um, just because I do think he can garner targets in that offense, but that's pretty much it for the LA Rams. Anything else you want to dive into with them? Apparently Matthew Stafford can't connect well with the young kids here. Uh, that that oh, was boy. a story that was going around. Um, I think it was a little bit overblown. Uh, it was from his wife's podcast that, she was telling a story about it and it seemed like something that was more like from previous in the off season than like right now. And he's still having trouble connecting with the kids. Uh, but Hey, you know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it doesn't bode well for the long-term stability of Matthew Stafford there. If he can't connect with the kids, maybe he retires a little bit earlier as we thought he could retire this year. I don't know. I think this team is actually being a little bit slept on and the offense is a little bit slept on. I, the offensive line is obviously a struggle, but I think it could be better than what we're trying to give it credit for right now. Uh, yeah, I think if healthy, this offense is that de- like, you know, definitely going to be better than everyone anticipates. So 
Um, they're definitely going to be better than the Cardinals. So uh, that's, that yep. pretty much wraps up the Rams here. So let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers. We had cuts at the running back position of uh, Kalen LeBourne. Holy cow. Saying all these names is just getting tongue twisty at this point. Jeremy McNichols, Brian Hill. We had wide receivers of Chris Conley, Anthony Miller, Willie Sneed, Daz Newsom, and then tight end. Troy Fumagalli has been cut and Cam Latu has been placed on IR for the season. Uh, I think LeBorn was one people had some interest in. Uh, I mean, all of these are names of past past fantasy seasons for Chris Conley, Anthony Miller, and Willie Sneed. But uh, any interest in kind of monitoring any of these players or they just kind of just the names of are. just the names of old man Jeremy McNichols, maybe Clon Leborn, maybe uh, if, if he can get picked up somewhere. But he was a UDFA guy that we're probably not expecting to stick around anywhere. Maybe a practice squad, maybe a practice squad guy though, if he can get back to the team and clear waivers. Um, no, but this is really you know obviously Trey Lance is no longer on this team. That's the biggest news. Brock Purdy is going to be leading this team out the tunnel week one and. I could not be happier about that as I've been calling for that one all off season. So uh, we, this is a pretty solidified room though. It's Brock Purdy. It's going to be the four running backs when healthy of Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, TDP and Jordan Mason all made the roster. So I think you can roster all four of them in certain spots. Uh, the wide receivers, you really only want Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and then George Kittle in the receiving game. I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty clean roster. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think if you wanted to take a best ball dart on Jawan Jennings, potentially, uh, you know, I, I know some people will take Ray Ray McLeod and Danny Gray. Like, I just, Ronnie Bell, like, eh, maybe in relations. Yeah, like deep, deep leagues, maybe. Best Jennings ball. is Jennings is the only one. I always I always end up picking up some Jennings during the season whenever he goes like five for fifty, and I'm like, oh, he just needs a little bit more to ever crack that lineup, and he almost never does. Even if Debo's out, he somehow never like fully takes over the role. Always always do love me some Juwan Jennings though. So if I had to pick one, it'd definitely be him. Yeah, that sounds about right as well. I I don't think anyone else have any interest in it. Uh, I was a little minorly interested in kind of Cam Law too, or you know a backup tight end to see what would happen. But this is this is the George Kittle show. So um, that pretty much taps out the 49ers. Anything else you want to touch on with them? Sam Darnold with a roster spot. I, I mean, you know where I stand on this one. Um, I have plenty of Sam Darnold in, in leagues because I thought that he might actually have the possibility to start for this 49ers offense. He at least beat out everyone else's number one. So I kind of win half the battle, but uh, Brock Purdy is the number one here. Unless Brock Purdy comes out and just absolutely shits the bed early on in the year. I don't see Sam Darnold getting this opportunity or unless Brock Purdy's you know elbow goes out, uh, knock on wood for that one. Yep. I don't really think there's going to be any true interest in rostering Sam Darnold, but um, it, he's proven that he can perform with this offense throughout the preseason. So if he does get an opportunity, yes, very, very interested. Yeah, I think he's just one another one of those, like he's a b- above average backup at this point. Yep. So I think we can move on into our last team, finally wrapping us on out of here, the Seattle Seahawks. Come on, give me those couple of cuts. 
All right, so we had running backs of Sir Roderick Thompson Jr., wide receivers of Matt Landers, and tight end Tyler Mabry. We do have Dwayne Eskridge suspended for the first six games, so that pretty much sums up the the cuts. Not really interested in any of those players. Um, everything else is pretty much solidified. We did see, as far as a little bit of news, JSN practicing, doing some some drills today. Um, so that was, I guess, a positive for for JSN and his kind of time frame of getting back from his uh, his hand surgery, I believe I want to say. Um, so yeah, broken finger, and yeah. so he's coming back from that. But he was actually catching, he was actually running routes and yes. catching balls. So it wasn't just like he was on the practice field not doing anything, just kind of working off to the side. No, he was actually in drills and catching football. So yep. there's a legitimate possibility he's back week one already, which is very good to see from one of our most hyped rookies this year. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, the rest of this team has pretty much been solidified. Gino, we have Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, really no interest in DJ Dallas, Kenny McIntosh with his his injuries this offseason. We'll see what happens with that. But truly, it's Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, DK Lockett, JSN, and then you have Noah Fant and I guess Disley, Colby Parkinson combination, the the three-headed monster at tight end for the Seahawks. Um, no I, interest, I just, really. I can never get myself to buy into a Seahawks tight end. They just, it always just seems like they, they interchange. They're almost like Colts tight ends to me. There's just, every one of them will have their own week. And as much as I think no offense, the best one here, he needs to be rostered. I could see Will Disley catching as many touchdowns or Colby Parkinson catching the most touchdowns out of all of them this year. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I feel like Noah Fant is a guy like if you're if you're a tanking team, wait till in season when we see Disley and Colby Parkinson going off and you're just like, oh, man, this sucks. I don't want my Noah Fant trade for Noah Fant because I believe he's a free agent after this season and just hope and pray he gets out of Seattle and does not decide to resign there uh, because I do think that the talent is there and we see tight ends breaking out later and later. I mean, he's he's flashed enough where I have faith in Noah Fant if he's in a competent system. Um, yeah, this just is not the system for him. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I don't think it is either. But before we get out of here, is this team wasn't very exciting in terms of the roster cuts or the roster moves on this team. I do want to ask you one question before we get out of here on the Seattle Seahawks. We yeah. have three wide receivers that are all very, very similar in Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and JSN in terms of how I project them this this year i want to know what you think in terms of yardage in terms of yardage who leads this team for yardage dk is going to lead the team i i think i think that it's being vastly underrated of how good dk metcalf is and and like the targets he had in the red zone like the ones that he was not able to convert with geno smith last year like if he's able to convert on some of those touchdowns i think fantasy wise he's going to be the best producer um do I think it's going to be like miles and miles? No, I think we could have one of those situations where we see very productive years out of DK, Tyler Lockett and JSN. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be enough to like make all of them like wide receiver twos necessarily. But I think you're going to see, I'd say I'm comfortable saying you're gonna have two wide receiver twos, two wide receiver twos this year, and maybe like a wide receiver three to four range. I'm not in yardage, I'll go in yardage. I'll go Tyler Lockett. I'll go You're Tyler gonna go Lockett. Lockett. I'm going to go yeah. with the Lockett. I think he's he's every year. There's always a new reason for him to be undervalued, and I think it's just going to happen again. Do I think I don't think he leads in touchdowns? I think DK takes that one back over. But I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett leading this team in yardage for 2023. 
I have several contending best ball teams that just love hearing you say that. So I really <laughs> hope you're right. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I do love Tyler Lockett. I think if he's healthy and on the field, like he's just perennially just undervalued, overlooked every single year, just like dismiss him. And then he just goes out and puts up a, a, a wide receiver two year in fantasy. And you're just like, okay, well, why are we sleeping on him every year? So I'm with again. you. Love that. I hope uh, so. But- before we get out of here, I do just want to say, if you've stuck around with us for this long, thank you, because we did just read off a lot of names to you and a lot of things that, in the grand scheme of things, really don't matter all that much. But if you're grinding edges and you're playing your waiver wires, it can really help you. And some of these guys will be very fantasy useful throughout this year. And do, as we're dropping this on Wednesday morning, your waivers might have just ran. Go right now. Go check who got dropped, because that is honestly almost more of what I'm looking for today as you all are listening to this than anything else, because some people that should not be dropped will be dropped like those. I'd still pick up any Leonard Fournette's that get dropped because he doesn't have a team yet. I'm picking up those. Um, There's going to be a lot of players on your fantasy teams or on your fantasy leagues that there's going to be players that get dropped that should not be. And those are the guys that I'm really targeting as long as, as well as if you haven't had your waivers run yet, or there's still some of those shares out there of some of the guys that we were talking about, especially those RB threes, RB fours on teams. If you're in lineup, go out, get those guys because they will be fantasy useful at some point this off season or some point this season. Yep. No, absolutely agree. And if you are still here, you definitely need to be a part of the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas, the destination Debbie, Discord is the best place to be for fantasy. Uh, again, tapping into the Heisman tier, you're going to have access to, to Ray, Scott, myself, Cody, uh, Gene, Ike, you know, anyone that's in any of the content creators on this platform will be available there. So definitely tap in uh, to, to Destination W again, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Uh, it's it's going to be a happening place in two weeks when the football season cooks off, kicks off, and uh, th- you'll have just nonstop content being dropped there so make sure you're part of that and if you don't have discord or you can't find us over there you can always find us over on the x app me at cody smith tfdr chase at trophy chase tfdr shout us out over there we love interacting with the people and love you know we'd be tweeting out things all the time as well stuff that can help you in your fantasy leagues maybe some uh, troll posting as well that you could at least find <laughs> funny if nothing else yeah, absolutely. And then if you, if you follow anything that we do on YouTube um, at uh, the Fantasy Draft Room on YouTube, make sure you do subscribe to that. Check us out there. We'll be dropping content um, on the YouTube all season long. Yeah, so make sure to follow us here as well in all of the Destination Debbie feed, all the pods that are going to be dropping, new pods that are dropping, and some new exciting stuff that is going to be coming in the next couple of weeks before the season kicks off. Cannot wait to do that. Cannot wait for this 2023 season chase. Now wrap us on out of here. Yep. No, again, thank you so much for, for hanging out and spending this time with us. It's been about an hour and a half, but yes, we really, really appreciate your time for listening to us here on the Overreaction Podcast. <laughs>